My friend's got a girlfriend and he hates that bitch. He tells me every day. He says, man, I really gotta lose my chick in the worst kind of way. She sits on her.
The king is here. Hey everyone, how's everyone doing this morning? It is 10.07 a.m. here in Texas, United States of America. Hopefully everyone's new year has been going well so far. You can't really fuck it up. It's only, what, the fifth day, sixth day of the new year? Happy new year to everyone. This is the king of radio. You're listening to Graveyard Grumbler Radio on RadioKing.com. Thank you everyone for joining in. It feels good to be back. It feels good for my voice to be regular and intact. It's not killing me. You know, it doesn't feel like there's sandpaper rubbing down my vocal cords right now. Last week when I did the show, it was absolutely murdering me. However, since I am the king of radio, uh, the show must go on. Again, happy new year to everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a wonderful new year so far. You know, and I, I was, all right, so I'm, I'm guilty of something. I'm guilty, just like a lot of people are. But can you admit to your guilt? Yeah, you in the back. Yes, I see you listening to it in your office right now. You're, you're looking around. Yes, I'm talking to you. Can you admit that you actually did something wrong? Me, I can't. Well, that's, that's actually up until just recently. I, I've never been able to admit when I fuck something up. Never have I been able to. But now, now I admit all the time, especially at work. If I jack something, something up at work, I tell the boss immediately. I'm like, look, man, uh, <laughs> you might want to get some help on this one because I, I done messed that one up big time, man. I, I, yeah, that was all me. I mean, it, it makes more sense, right? It makes more sense to admit to something other than being caught in a lie. Again, now, I am very guilty. Very, very, very guilty of doing this when I was, back, back when I was a, a younger, a younger grumbler. But now, I admit to it. And I know you're wondering, what the, what the hell are you talking about, King? What, what, what is going on? So I saw this one thing on the internet. That's where we get all of our information now, right? We get all our information from the internet. We, we know that whatever the internet says is gospel, right? Everything the internet shows is gospel. It's the truth. No? No. Okay, it's not. Well, I saw this meme I think it's called a meme, a mem, a meme, me. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. It's one of those. It's a meme, I, I believe. But there was one where there was this, this really attractive female walking by, and she had an amazing body. Her booty was bouncing. Boobies were bouncing. She had some really little short shorts on and a tight little half top. Well, there was a girl that, there, there was a couple, I'm assuming they were together. I don't know if they were married or if they were single. But the gal was walking past the guy, bouncing and, a, and, a, and a flopping around, and he was trying so hard not to look at her. But at the same time, the girl, the, 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 the female in the relationship, was staring through his soul to make sure that he wasn't looking at the gal that was walking by. Now, again, I am guilty of checking out girls when they walk by me. I'm human. I have eyeballs. I have, I, I, it's just a natural thing for people to stare at, at other people. That's just something natural. Now, was I in the same situation as this guy back in the early days? You are 100% absolutely correct. I was 1,000% in the same situation as that guy. It, it, it has to probably do with insecurity on both ends, but is it really a crime if a guy checks out a gal as they walk by? I don't think it is. Now, there's a difference. 
There's a difference between checking out a young lady or a, someone of the opposite sex. And, you know, this goes for females, too. There's nothing wrong with it. However, if you do it in a tasteful manner, then there shouldn't be an issue. Now, if you're drooling, your mouth is dropped down to your knees and you're panting and you're humping the air. Yeah, that's not right. You probably shouldn't be staring at anyone if, you, if you're going to behave like that. There's no way. There's no way that you should ever, ever behave in that in that way but is it is it wrong to stare at another at another person as they walk as they walking by no there's not but again you have to do it in a tasteful manner don't oogle the googles you know what i mean when they're walking by don't sit there and start panting and, and drooling no give a casual look and you're done so my question to everyone listening is if your spouse or if your significant other, whoever you're with, is completely insecure and not okay with you, checking out, doing a natural human instinct, is that person toxic? And I've been seeing a lot of stuff lately with, with people's shit, on, with, with the stickers on people's windows. El toxico, el, la, la toxica, you know, saying that he's toxic, he, she's, he's toxic, she's toxic. Like, it, they're bragging about it. Like they get some sort of prize. If I see someone driving around that has, a, a, she's toxic or he's toxic or my girl, my toxic girlfriend sits here or my toxic boyfriend sits here, then. <laughs> call the cops. There's something wrong with both of them. You shouldn't be in a relationship if you have that type of mentality. If it's not okay. For you to go sit or to go check somebody out in public, they're not, you're not, you're not hitting on them. Now, now again, if, if you're out there trying to get the digits, you're hitting on them, you know, like, hey, baby, how about it? Then, yeah, there's something wrong with that 100%. Unless you have that type of relationship going on, then that's a whole different story. But if you're just checking somebody out, you know, I, for the longest time, again, I was guilty of this. I was 100% guilty of of trying or trying checking out people in public and then getting my you know my wife catching me and then I'm feeling 100% guilty for checking out a, a female as they as they passed by me. There's a there's a tasteful respectful way to check somebody out and it it, it should be perfectly 1000% okay to check out the opposite sex in public. If there's someone who's good looking you're going to check them out and say damn you know but I mean you're not going to sit there and say and tell your girl or your guy, damn, I wish you looked like them, then yeah, that's completely fucked up. Don't do that. And don't pull out your phone and start catching photos. Don't, 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 don't sit there and try to take pictures of them and just so you can have them later for the spank bang. No, don't do that. That's disrespectful. But there's nothing wrong with checking out the opposite sex. I encourage my wife, and it's so funny, I encourage my wife checking out guys. We're in public, and I'm like, yo, I bet you he wants to uh, kind of get on top of you. And she's like, okay, stop it. You're, you're, that's ridiculous. It's like, no, check him out. He's pretty buff. And then, you know, I, I, subconsciously, I'm over here flexing behind her trying to check my muscles. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with checking anybody out. 10, 14 a.m. here in Texas. Beautiful, beautiful winter so far here in Texas. It's gorgeous. The best thing about Texas is that guys and girls, they dress pretty skimpy still here, and you can check them all out. I couldn't imagine living up. No, well, actually, you know, that's funny. I always, I joke around. It feels like I've been living in Texas for the past 30 years. 
Although it's only been going on three years here in Texas. 19, what are we? 19, 20, 21. Yeah, damn, I've only been here for three years, but it feels like I've been here forever and I absolutely love it down here. And I always make a joke to people saying, could you imagine people living up north? Yeah, I was one of those guys who lived up north. I lived in Washington state. How much north can you get? And it was miserable. It was hot. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hot. It was cold. I missed the heat. Another bad thing about people who live in the north in the winter, they don't wear skimpy clothes like they do in the south. <laughs> <laughs> Your checking out game isn't really all that checking out in the winter when you're in the north. Everyone's bundled up. They have goose jackets on, beanies, what is those called? Long johns, Ugg boots, everything. Everything's, everything's covered. You can't check anybody out. And now with a mask, you can't even check out their face. Now you look at them and say, man, they have nice eyes. That's it. It's pretty much over from that point. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with checking out other people. If you do it respectfully, there shouldn't be anything wrong with you looking at the opposite sex when, when you are with your significant other. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, I was 100% guilty. I felt guilty. I felt bad. Everything negative that you could think of, I felt that way when I checked out other people. But it's a natural occurrence. It's natural for people to check out other people. It's just, it's just something that, that it's a natural instinct. It's a natural thing. There's nothing wrong with it. And if your spouse or your significant other has an issue with it, then there has to be a sit down talk. There's something that has to be involved with that. Get to the source of the issue. Yeah, I know there's insecurities. I know there's a lot of things, but you shouldn't be scrutinized and you shouldn't be damned or burned at the stake for it. You shouldn't at all. Man, it feels good to have my voice back. It, it really feels really good. Last week, I was, I was in a lot of pain last week. So we'll see how long we can get the show going today. 10.17 a.m. Central Standard Time here in Texas, everybody. Oh, my gosh. How's everybody New Year? Are we ready for New Year, New Me? All these New Year resolutions? No? I am. No, not me. Don't get me wrong. I don't have any New Year resolutions. I, I think I'm doing well just the way I am. I have goals, but I don't have resolutions. It, it, it's, New Year is such a funny thing to me. New Year is so hilarious to me for the fact that everybody says, hey, I knew me. I'm bringing in the New Year. It's all me. It's going to be health. It's going to be finding myself, I'm going to explore myself. I'm going to become the greatest, healthiest, most amazing person in the world. That's fine. But that same person who's screaming that is fucked up, throwing up on at the toilet at 12.01 a.m. on New Year Day. I never understood that. I was guilty of that too. New Year, new me. Woo! Shot, shot, shots. Let me have the, my 37th beer. And then I rang the New Year in drunk hungover and sick. That's probably not the best way to start off your new year, your new you, your new healthy life is being completely intoxicated, sick, and not feeling well. So technically you actually broke your own new year resolution by bringing in, by ringing it in new year, the new year drunk and sick. Am I lying? No, I'm not lying. Of course I'm not lying. I just never understood that. New year, new me, healthy, help, healthy, happy living. I'm so drunk. What time is it? Man, it's 12 a.m. Happy new, happy new. 
when you finally wake up the next morning, you get sick off the smell of water. Probably not the best way to ring in your new year, but hey, what do I know? I don't know much. One thing I do know is that I am the king of radio, and you're listening to the Graveyard Grumbler radio show on RadioKing.com. Make sure you share the show. Everyone share the show. Tell everybody, tune into this motherfucker right now. We're going to take a quick break. Kevin Gates, I don't get tired. Graveyard Grumbler Radio, RadioKing.com. I was trying to get it I live. I want them dead presidents. I want to pull up. Head spin. Get it, get fly. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get Time artist, ex guard, he said, Grind harder, learn from every time you ever fail. If it never fail, just grind smarter. Iron sharpen, you the dag on they hindquarters, and they all acting. Rap game, I'm a pallbearer. Kill me, get a call after. First look, it was all laughter. Kevin Gates, no small matter, made men believe when they didn't believe. Dive in the crowd, no safety holders. Got in the booth, no safety on it. Aiming, I shoot for the stars. Got the award, I ain't win no awards. Only mean the one thing, don't get tired, I go hard. I was trying to get it, I live. I want them dead presidents. I wanna pull up. Head spin. Get it, get fly. I got six jobs. I don't get We share a car, my hat, never couldn't afford flights, no air trail, still rights, Christmas like sand, gravel, walking testament of what can happen the moment you follow your heart, keeping the faith even when it get dark, they say give up as I tell them get lost, six years ago I just purchased a farm, most likely the one that you cannot afford, right foot on the gas, well let's see, I could be accelerating, I'm doing the dance, chick that I'm with, started be doing her shit, and it's okay to say that she bad, look to the right and I give her a glance, we don't, we don't, we don't worry, I was trying to get it, I live, I want them dead presidents. I wanna pull up. Head spin. Get it, get fly. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. Get it, get fly. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. Only meaning one thing, don't get tired, I go hard. Don't play with the hustle, you eat or you stuff. Don't mimic, pretend it's just be who you are. I ain't never changed, been like this from the start. Only meaning one thing, don't get tired, I go hard. Don't play with the hustle, you eat or you stuff. Don't mimic, pretend it's just be who you are. Get it, get fly. I got six jobs, I don't get tired. I was trying to get it out I want them dead presidents.
out, baby. Tenemos tremendo lío. Last night you didn't go a la casa de tu tío. Resulta ser, hey, you were at a party. Higher than the sky, you borrachada de Bacardi. No, I wasn't. I bet you didn't know que conocí a cantinero. What? He told me you were drinking and wasting my dinero. Talking about, come and enjoy what a woman gives a hombre. church and you're scared to confess. No, I do confess, baby. I do confess. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. Do you tell the truth, though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. You? Yeah. You're nothing but a skeezer. You know what? I got some other stories to say about you. And it goes like this. Un día estaba en tu casa y ring te goes the phone. Recogiste y dijiste Call me back. I'm not alone. Él quería tu dirección. Yeah, just your address. Y antes que colgaste, I heard you say, Hi, Alabao, que descará. Is what ran through my mind. So I said, Let's go out tonight. She said, We go out all the time. Alabao, man. Ella no sabía de yo. I knew her plan. De que iba a salir with that other man. So I told the girl in Spanish, I said, Hey, llame boy. Because you ain't treating me. Like I'm some sucker toy Cause who needs ya anyway I need you lengua venenosa No te vaya, te man, no te vaya Que te necesito Y mañana otra cosa But mentirosa Mellow Man Ace
Mentirosa. That song was probably one of the best songs I heard when I was a kid. I was jamming out hardcore. Going through lengua venenosa. I had no idea what the hell the song was saying, but I was jamming. I was walking around telling people, hey, por qué eres un mentirosa? I didn't know what it meant, but I felt like a thug because I was like, I was mellow man ace. And I was uh, (laughs) a graveyard grumbler radio, 1028 a.m. Texas time. You are listening to the king of radio. You're right. I'm right. I'm the king of radio. And the the quicker the world acknowledges that I am the king of radio, the less aggravation that I'm going to have. Because right now I'm aggravated. I'm aggravated that everyone doesn't know that I'm the king of radio. My show should be syndicated. My show should be listened to everyone all over the world. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. I'll get out there, though. King of Radio will be heard. You can't keep my voice silent. Unless I have a sore throat, then I need some Flintstone vitamin gummies and some hot tea. But then when I come back, I'm back at you bitches. <laughs> Graveyard Crumbler Radio. Radioking.com, you're listening to me, the king of radio. You know, I've been looking at a lot of stuff on the internet. That's where, again, that's when I have spare time. And spare time might be, you know, when we're, we're, uh, we're on, the, on the porcelain throne collecting our thoughts. I scroll through the internet to see what I can find for the show. I mean, the internet is the best place to get ammo for the show. And I, I shouldn't say ammo because it's not really ammo. It's just topics and suggestions for me to, to get on, on the radio. But one of the most interesting, interesting things that I've come across was polyamorous relationships. Just more and more people are becoming more poly. Now, I don't know exactly what the meaning of polyamorous means. I just know that you love a lot of people at one time. I don't know if that's the actual definition. Let's look it up right now. Define polyamorous. Characterized by or involved in the practice of engaging in multiple romantic and typically sexual relationships with the consent of all people involved. So I've been seeing more and more that people are becoming poly. Now, when I was younger, back when I was a wee little lad, I was somewhat of a hopeless romantic. Yeah, I know I, people, people who know me for a long time are like, yo, you were a hopeless romantic? Yes. When I was a child, when I was a kid, when I was a young teen, I had these grand fantasies of falling in love and singing to my loved one. I mean, serenading, watching a lot of Mexican movies. I saw Vicente Fernandez, Antonio Aguilar, serenading these people at their door, at, the, at their window. And since I don't know how to play the guitar, I always had the dreams of just freestyling the woman of my dreams. Only you can make. That's all I know from the song, so I wouldn't be very good at serenading either. However, polyamorous relationships, I would never have thought that that would have been a thing. But how serious do you think or how monogamous should monogamy be? I mean, I understand that, you know, love between a man and a woman, marriage is forever. I understand that. But is it wrong for someone else to fall in love with another person and bring them into a relationship 
to have more than one husband or wife. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about a cult. I'm not talking about the the uh, cultic, uh, what, what are those called? Not the Mormons, but those are the ones that have uh, sister wives and all that other stuff. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about a true polyamorous relationship where the woman falls in love with another woman or another man. They come into, and now you're one happily one happy family. And vice versa, if the husband falls in love with another woman or falls in love with another man, you know, who it's, it's up to you. It goes both ways. Is it wrong for you to come in and bring in another person into the marriage if all parties are agreeing? Financially, that would be amazing if everyone has a job. Or if one, if two out of the three have a job, one can be the designated babysitter and you can save tons of money, not only on your insurance, but on childcare. But who says the heart can't love more than one person? I'm not saying that. It's just a question that I'm throwing out into the wild. You know, you always hear people joke around, oh, this is my work wife. This is my work husband. But how, how far into that and how much does that person actually feel and want that person to be an actual participant of their current marriage? I mean, you can... When, with, with polyamorous, you can love the person you're with and not want to leave them, but you also want to bring somebody in to love them and bring them into your happy situation. But then again, but then I ask, is it a happy situation when you're bringing someone else into the marriage? Or is there just an abundance of happiness that you want to bring someone else in to share the happiness and just multiply it, just add happiness on happiness on happiness, just stack it on top? I mean, a lot of more things are going to be stacked up on, on in that polyamorous relationship. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That was a bad joke. My jokes are usually are bad. But I don't think anything is wrong with polyamorous relationships. I really don't. I'm, I'm actually for it. If you're able to work it out and swing it to where everyone is happy and no one gets jealous, gets angry. And that would be one of my biggest, my biggest worries in a polyamorous relationship. This is me personally. I'm not talking about anyone else. If I were to have a polyamorous relationship, my biggest fear would be jealousy. Am I spending too much time with, with, my, with my wife, with my original wife, or am I not spending enough time with, with my new wife or girlfriend or vice versa? Is, is my wife spending too much time with her girlfriend or new wife? And is she, is she spending too more time with her new boyfriend or with her boyfriend and husband slash husband? What? Where would the jealousy in and that would have to take some really brave, open, understanding people to have a polyamorous relationship work. Now, if you had, if you had a, a rent a boyfriend or a rent a girlfriend where they only came over once in a while to, to, you know, add to the, to the enjoyment of what, whatever's happening, then I don't see that as a big deal. Maybe it's one of those marital marital friends with benefits where you know we can go out there and have some hot wings and do something else that's finger licking good after the show but it takes some really brave strong and understanding people to run a polyamorous relationship and my hats off i give my i give 100% kudos and respect to people who are able to successfully manage a polyamorous relationship i don't know if i'd be able to do it I don't know how that would work or if it, or if it even would work. 
Let me know in Discord. What do you think about a polyamorous relationship? Do you think it works? Or do you think, hey, man, I already have enough trouble dealing with one? I, I, I just don't see. I, I don't know. I would, I, would, I would like to say, I mean, how many guys' fantasies, maybe even women's fantasies, would it be to have multiple partners staying in the same house, contributing into the same relationship that you're in now? I mean, there, think about it. Think about for a guy's fantasy to wake up and have two women in his bed, and they're all, they all, we all get along, everything is fine. People are, are enjoying their life and their relationship, and you get to lay down with two beautiful women every single time you lay down. See, unfortunately for me, this is where, see, this is where I'm hung up at. Because of my current schedule right now, and I, I work graveyards, you know, hence Graveyard Grumbler, it would be, it would be the two, it would be my wife and my new wife. Or, my, or, or the girlfriend to be sleeping in bed together. Now, that's a, that, that, that's a thought in itself, but I would not be a part of that until my day off. And then I get to spend, what, two whole days with them versus the whole seven that they're able to enjoy the bed? <laughs> how, how am I going to get kicked out of my own bed before I even start the relationship? That's all kinds of bad. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything wrong with the polyamorous relationship. I really don't. I, I think that it's an amazing ordeal for people to have that kind of respect, understanding, and, and heart to be able to have multiple people in a relationship. One thing that I wouldn't, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not, I don't have to worry about that, that now, but one of the craziest things would be how many kids would you be able to have with two women? That's an insane amount of kids. And that's where, well, that's where it comes into where, what, what is that goddamn, uh, what is that called? Mormons usually have where they have multiple wives. What, what is it called? A cult? No. Uh, sex slavery? No, man. Somebody help me out. What is that? What is that word where you have multiple wives? It's, it, it, it's real common. I can't, I can't think of it. Polygamy. That's what it is. Polygamy. Damn, glassy. I had my coffee this morning. I should have had another cup of coffee, but polygamy. How close is polygamy and, and polyamorous? I think polygamy is strictly only women though, or having multiple wives and polyamorous is where you have multiple or you have husband a man or, or a woman. I believe that's what it is. I could be wrong. Maybe I can, uh, let, let me check with my, with my, with my uh, Utah expert. Hey, Bear35, let me know. Is poly, am I right? Is polygamy only, only wives? I believe it is. <laughs> I have to consult my Utah specialist out there, Bear35. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with polyamorous. So if you're able to make it work and the whole family is in agreement, if you have kids, and I mean, remember the kids, the kids are a part of that relationship too, and they have to be okay with it as well. You can't just say, yo, this is the new lifestyle. This is your new mom. This is your new dad. Deal with it. As a kid, I'm like, man, fuck you. I don't have to deal with this motherfucker. And if you touch my juice box, I'm gonna fuck you up, homie. <laughs> Boy, so I have I have confirmation from my Utah specialist, Bear Thirty Five. Polygamy is only wives. So polygamist and and polyamorous people are are two opposites. One only wants more women, and the other one wants both of everything, both of the best of both worlds, literally. 
10.40 a.m. Central Standard Time here in Texas. It's a beautiful day. Happy New Year to all my listeners. Happy New Year to everyone who had a Happy New Year. There's people who, who don't have Happy New Year, and it sucks. And there's people who have, eh, all right, New Year. Happy New Year to everyone regardless. Make the best year that you can for yourself, no, not for everybody else. It doesn't matter. Everybody else doesn't matter. You matter. Remember that. Maybe go find yourself another another wife or another husband, polyamorous. I think polyamorous is going to be hashtag this year a lot. Hashtag poly. I don't see, I mean, I understand that monogamy is an important thing. I really do. But at the same time, why be, why be monogamous? Why not have a, a, an, an understanding of having an open heart? Kind of like a hippie. No, not kind of like a hippie. No, I shouldn't say hippie. It's probably not the same thing. Graveyard Grumbler Radio on Studio King, I mean, on RadioKing.com. I am the king of radio. Here I am feeling good. My voice is back. I'm not sick like I was last week. I'm having a good day, especially now speaking about polyamorous. I mean, I'm starting to see more people turn to poly. I think that's an awesome thing. Polyamorous is, is an amazing thing. I mean, again, my hat's off to everybody who's able to make that function. I don't know if that would be able to work in my household. No, not because of, of, of me being one-sided. Oh, my wife isn't going to do nothing because I said so, woman. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything with, with working out jealousy and feelings. I mean, remember, I've been married for 21 years. I've been with my wife for a very, very long time. So sharing my heart and sharing my, my, my attention with someone else is probably really difficult for me. I have an attention. I have an attention span of a goddamn goldfish, anyway, and I would like to keep what attention I have towards my wife. Kind of difficult when I have another woman there trying to entertain that. You know that that trying to keep that person entertained as well. I I don't I don't see polyamorous as a bad thing. If you're able to make it work, go for it. Especially if all three of you are working, that's financial stability. Hashtag making it. Hashtag polyamorous for the win. Hashtag everybody has a job. I think that's why I think that's my main goal. Or 2022. Financial comfort and state and stability. And number two, my number one goal. I have two number one goals. To make sure that I solidify my position as the king of radio. And to have financial stability and comfort. Let's listen to some more music real quick. I hate hip hop by Tom McDonald. I'm in a little bit of a rap mood. I'm not going to lie. Then I, my, my feelings are going to change. Let's take a quick break. King of Radio on RadioKing.com. Graveyard Grumbler Radio Show, 1042 a.m. Texas time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not a YouTube rapper. Come on, give me credit. I don't need to do reactions to get views, okay, I said it Not a label rapper, I'm way too offensive Go ahead and call me clickbait, I'm in millions independent I'm not a mumble rapper, y'all understand every single word I'm not taking Xanax, rapping about money, liquoring girls Not a SoundCloud rapper, I got hits you actually have heard I exist outside the internet, done shows around the world Not a boom bad rapper, I'm not stuck in 1990 I like Wu-Tang, but that vibe is kinda old and grimy Not a conscious rapper, autos rappers sound like s 
J-dubs Not a gangster rapper cooling up without being a thug I'm not country rap, I don't play guitar, I don't drive a truck I don't shoot tobacco, get the Chevy stuck 10 feet of mud I'm not horror car, I don't paint my face, I don't trip I can only be myself and I am Tom McDonald, bitch I think I gotta let him know and let me say it from the soul, man. I hate hip-hop. How dare you call me a rapper when all these rappers don't have nothing left to say. I hate hip-hop. It's full of liars and actors. These little rappers about as real as they names. I hate hip-hop. Keep the glitz and the glamour. Cause all these rappers are putting kids in their graves. I hate hip-hop. The whole culture is cancer. They'll kill their mama for some clout in the chain. I'm not a mainstream rapper. I think they're pathetic. I don't compromise my vision just so I can sell some records I'm the underground, that means it's hard to sell it I got mass appeal, I've mastered being catchy with a message I'm not white boy rap, I actually got the juice and caught a vibe Bumpin' Eminem don't mean that all you boomers really rhyme Not a corny rapper spitting every song in double time Say so much and don't say nothing, bunch of garbage in your lines Not a little rapper, I ain't auto-tune in every song I ain't making tunes exclusively for drinking at the club Not a candy rapper, I ain't making albums full of Myself. I don't romanticize suicide upon mental health I ain't backpack rap, that's my granddad's rap Please don't take this as a diss, I'm just on McDonald, bitch I think I gotta let him know, ay, ay, ay. And let me say it from the soul, man I hate hip-hop, how dare you call me a rapper When all these rappers don't have nothing left to say I hate hip-hop, it's full of liars and actors These little rappers about as real as they names I hate hip-hop, keep the glitz in the glamour Cancer, they'll kill their mama for some clout in the chain. I'm so used to hearing people hate, I get it. Hip hop hates me and I hate it too. It's been this way forever. I don't move like them, I'll never be accepted. I got rich without a cosign. I won't hold you cause you're jealous. I don't want the clout, I don't need a friend. Y'all can keep your beats. Never signed a deal, so every dollar goes to me. I've been humble, ain't been flexing, ain't been showing up my blessings. Maybe I should take a second to make sure y'all get the message. I'm a beast mode. Check the H.O.G. the army, they say crazy is as crazy does So watch yourself, blood on our hands, don't bother us, we bathe in blood I hate hip-hop, how dare you call me a rapper When all these rappers don't have nothing left to say I hate hip-hop, it's full of liars and actors These little rappers about as real as they names I hate hip-hop, keep the glitz and the glamour Cause all these rappers are putting kids in their graves the whole culture is cancer, they'll kill their mama for some clout in the chain. Hey, what's going on, man? It's your boy Lil Dicky, aka Mr. Leftward Sloping Penis. I got a story for y'all, man. Peepies. Yes, Let's go. Now I've been dating this girl named Katie, she hot as hell. Okay. And her body crazy, vagina shaving, and it don't smell. And I don't fall for chickens, but this one a little different. By the Satan and plus she really good at making bread and chicken. Got me thinking she the one, man. Even fully close, shot it really fun, man. Get a lot of hours, but none of those come close. I swear, it's the most that I felt so damn exposed. Oh, yeah, there's one more thing, and I know this shit gonna sound insane, but I still haven't. I admit it, I wish I was kidding 
get it Never been up inside before Because she's only fucked one guy before And oh, I really wanna point this So she my sweetie 3.14 So I'm staying patient and masturbating And now my heart is sorta racing Cause she said tonight will be the night We do some fornicating Hell yeah, I'm down I'm about to go all out I'm gonna pound that crazy Like an elaborate black man handshake But on the way to the crib We pass this kid And he seemed to know who Katie is So I say, who this? And she say, Dickie, this is my ex-boyfriend Jane Usually no wanna be the jealous type But as I'm looking at this dude I can't believe my eyes Cause he's the best looking guy That I've seen in my whole life He's got the thickest head of hair Chiseled jaw and a regis bod Man, it's the closest thing I've seen To a Grecian god And now I'm looking at my chick Cause his dick's been inside her I can't believe this guy used to fuck my lady I bet he left that pussy ravaged like Haiti Katie's hugging and squeezing the shoulder blades And I'm bugging and queasy, this ain't okay And then they say, let's get drinks So I say, okay, even though I was about to get laid And this motherfucker look like Ashton Combined with a little Hugh Jackman In other words, he's so damn attractive So damn candy, gotta have a little black in him Now I'm in the back with him, sipping on some yak with him And he paying for it all, he ain't my banking I'm acting like I ain't distracted But I'm reenacting him and Katie banging And now I'm feeling pissed So I go and take a piss, Miss Dream I look left and guess who it is And I had to see and I was mad to scream And I got on my dimmy dose and took a little pee Oh my god, Becky, look at that cock And I usually don't wanna be the jealous type But as I'm looking at his dick, I can't believe my eyes Because he's got the biggest cock that I've seen in my whole life And now I'm staring at this dude soft dick with a lot of hate Because the shit is plus eight like John and Kate is really huge i didn't realize a penis could be so smooth i know she's missing that my penis isn't that i'm looking closer i think that his dick has abs now what the fuck is that it's, it's like a punching bag i'm saying it's so shaving head is amazing got my dick looking like a raisin skin tone is same man he's hung like saddam hussein is crazy what the fuck should i do he got a Selling crack, and when I came, I pulled out and nodded all over her left eye. This song right here is Don't Want to Fall in Love by Little Rob. Special dedication to Bear 35. He requested Little Rob. We're listening to Little Rob. Because every time I fall, I learn to love. Hey, wait, 
I don't wanna fall in love no more. That word is for the birds. How else can I say it? Hmm, that word is to the curb. Absurd. Overrated, and I hate it. Don't want it, don't need it. Won't happen, believe it. I've seen it, and I've heard it. This one, I thought that everything was perfect. She's with my best friend, getting perverted. Like I deserved it. I started cursing, turned me into a different person. Had to evaluate the situation, and I let it worsen. At least that's my version. I'm the one who got the hurting, that's for certain. I was curtains, and I'll never love the same way twice. Cause it ain't nothing nice, it never ends up right. I feel sorry for all those who are in for life. I know you say you love me, but baby, no, you don't. I know you think you do now, but later on you won't. You'll find another guy, that's when you'll cheat and lie. And then you'll say goodbye, and that's the reason why. I don't wanna fall in love. Cause every time I give myself, she gives herself to someone else. That's why I say I. Love is something I ain't got. I'm about to hit the block and have that stupid Cupid shot. Hey, he shot me first, and it was cool at first until she found that other guy. And then it hurt. What the heck is that about? I regret the day I asked her out. Gotta make a brand new plan, cause this one isn't panning out. If love is in my path, then I'ma have to take a different route. Cause all this heartache and sorrow, I could really do without. I know you say you love me, but baby, no, you don't. I know you think you do now, but later on you won't. You'll find another guy. That's when you'll cheat and lie. And then you'll say goodbye. And that's the reason why. Little Rob, don't want to fall in love. Special dedication out to everyone who doesn't want to fall in love or who has had their heart broken. I wasn't ready for, for the music to, uh, to end. I was jamming out.
It's a problem with being a DJ. I get caught up in the music and I forget my cues. <laughs> so my transition are, my transitions are a little off. Happy New Year to everyone. 10.55 a.m. Texas time here in the United States of America. For those of you who are listening around the world, I appreciate you tuning in. It's a great day. I'm feeling good. My throat is, my throat, <laughs> my voice is back. My throat isn't on fire. I'm not sick anymore. I had a little cold. No, it wasn't the beast. It wasn't coronavirus. I was tested. And it was, uh, it was just some little head cold. Fuck my throat up really bad. I'm glad that I'm back though, because I'm telling you that last week's last week's uh, show was really rough. It, it, I, I was dr- I was sucking down water. I had to do a little of that sucrest stuff, you know what I mean, to keep my my voice going. But today I'm feeling good. Today's a good good day. You know, I've been looking at a lot of stuff again, a lot of internet stuff that I I I see. It cracks me up. One of the biggest things, one of the the biggest hottest issues here in the world. Well, there's a lot of them especially now with all the political shit that's going around. Religion. Religion is a huge, huge controversial subject. And for those of you who know, know that I'm, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything other than myself and my family. I don't believe in, in the spiritual person in the sky. I don't believe, I don't believe in religion. I have a hard time believing in that. But one of the craziest things that popped up lately was Scientology. Now, for those of you who have maybe checked out Scientology, there is this, this actor. Well, there's tons of actors. There's a lot of actors. One of the most notable actors being Tom Cruise is a huge member of the Church of Scientology. Other members are Kirstie Alley, John Travolta. Uh, there, there's, a ton of, there's a ton of other ones that I don't know off the top of my head. I just know those because those are the most famous ones. And one of the most famous actresses who actually became more famous for from defecting from the Church of Scientology was Leah Remini. Remini? Remini? For those of you who don't know who she is, she was the gal who played the wife on King of Queens on that, on that TV sitcom that was out for a while. I mean, I think she's a fairly decent actress. But she opened up and spoke badly about Scientology, and I don't blame her. It, apparently, it's some sort of cultish religion that the only thing they care about is money. I, I mean, if you actually think about it, how many, this, okay, okay, let, let, me, let me pause before I continue with this, with what I'm going to say. When you listen to my radio show, I say a lot of things that are controversial, that are kind of like, ooh, why? But again, this, these are my opinions. And if you don't agree with my opinion, I completely understand. I'm not forcing anything on you. I'm not forcing you. And this is just the way I believe. This is the way that I've seen it in my point of view in my life. And again, these are my thoughts and my opinions. Not everyone is going to agree with me. I completely understand that. I don't hate you. Don't hate me. This is just how I, my way of thinking. And for those of you who know me personally, know exactly that I speak whatever's on my mind because that's just, that's just how I, I believe. So now, continue with my thing. Scientology is a money grab. But again, so are all other religions. Now I'm not. I mean, there's there's a few little congregations out there that are truly there for the word of 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 God or or the Bible or Jesus. I don't I don't know whose word it is. It's someone's word. But if you think about it, think of all these mega churches. Think about the ones who who have private jets. And I can't think of his name. And he's from Texas. That guy that I'm thinking of who ha- who just bought a private jet because this jackass said that Jesus does not want him traveling on public transportation. 
Jesus wants him to get there as soon as possible with the with less with the least amount of interruptions. And so the congregation all he got money from his congregation to buy him a brand new private jet. And I believe that that was his second or third private jet that he has bought off the money of his own followers. So Scientology, you move up by tiers. You move up by the amount of money that you've invested into the, the church. So obviously, the more money you, you, re, you, you donate, the, the higher status you receive. And some of the rules of Scientology are you are not allowed to drink. You are not allowed to do drugs. You're not allowed to have... Any extra maritable, maritable, <laughs> any extra marital relationships. And if you're single, you're not allowed to go indulge in sexual curiosities of your choosing. You're also mandated to go to church every single day, seven days a week. You're also mandated to report people for not, not following the rules of the Scientology church. This church was founded, I believe, in 1950 by a man named Ron L. Hubbard. And Ron L. Hubbard has made himself the Messiah of Scientology. Again, he is the creator of it. But what's, what's crazy to me is that how all these people are, 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 celebrities mainly, are preaching and yelling and screaming about how much Scientology is better than the rest of the churches, the other, than the other religions. But then in order to move up tiers, you literally have to give millions of dollars in order to, to upgrade your status. You have to study and know all these ridiculous rules in order to advance in a church instead of just saying, hey, I've been a member of this congregation for X amount of years. No, I've donated $3.5 million. I think Tom, last time I read, because I've been, I've been reading about Scientology now for a few years, I, I've been trying to not necessarily join the religion, but I, I want to do an episode on Scientology on the podcast. But at the same time, I've read some pretty crazy shit that if people listen to your, your podcast and the Scientology people hear it, they will come and threaten you to remove your stuff so, so you can stop bad-mouthing Scientology. I mean, I'm not a punk bitch or anything, but yo, apparently these people come with the aggression with fake private investigators, fake warrants. And if you're famous enough, like Leah, like Leah Remney, they, they, they threatened to, to bankrupt her. They threatened to sue her for every dime she has for, for well, not, no, it's not fascism, for, what is that word called? Not, defamation of character from, from the Scientology church. And apparently they have the money and the backing to put you out of business. So think about how that would be. This is Leah Remney, who's made millions as an actress. And me, I've, I'm not even close to making millions. And I've been working since I was 12. I mean, let's get it straight, though. Ever since I was 12, I wasn't making any money. You know, I, I, got, I got clipped for 98% for of my check. I think I was paid a Sprite and some Funyuns when I was young just to say, hey, good job, kid. But now that I'm older, I mean, I haven't even made close to, to what Leah Remney has made. So could you imagine if I piss off Scientology and they come and try to shut me down? Your boy's gone. But I think last time I read, Tom Cruise donated something around five or six, between five and eight million dollars to the Church of Scientology, and he is one of the highest members of this church. I mean, it, it goes, it, this, the Scientology goes so far. When Tom Cruise is out at, at a show, 
I mean, not a show, but he's he's making a movie. He is surrounded by nothing but members of the Scientology community of the church. There, his his personal assistant is a member of the Scientology Scientology church. He's a Scientologist. His bodyguards, his publicists, every single person that he's involved in on on set is a Scientologist. That is bizarre to me. I mean, when was I mean? You barely have the Pope, who who is the Pope, who is literally the king of the Catholics. He has his own Pope mobile, so he won't get shot in the head. Who doesn't even have that many members around him? It's insane. When you have to donate so much money to build your status in the church, that's not the church for me. Hell, I don't even want to pay my bills. I don't even want to give the money to the, to the man to keep my lights on and keep the show running. It pisses me off every time I have to pay to play. That's why I don't go to strip clubs. I don't go to strip clubs because I'm not going to pay to play. Boy, I tell you. But the Scientology church is insane. There is a huge compound out in Florida and California where you are literally trespassed if you walk on there and you're not a Scientologist. How aggressive is the Scientology church? I want to do a podcast episode on it, but then again, I don't want to be contacted by someone from Scientology. There's a Scientology church here in San Antonio, Texas. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not a bitch or anything, but I, I know my limits. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Don't get, I mean, I get pumped up. Don't get me wrong. I still have a little bit of fire it up in me. But I know my limits. Scientology is, is insane. Just check out, I mean, if, you, if you're interested in knowing how far it goes, I mean, they, this Scientology, when, when I was listening to, Leah Remney has a podcast out. I don't know the name of it. I'm not really good with podcast names. I just know that I listen to, I've listened to her show a few times. And she talks about the threats and intimidation that, that normal people go through. I mean, these are people who are worried about their family because once, once you're a Scientologist, you are no longer allowed to have any communication with anyone outside of Scientology. So... If your wife or your husband is a Scientologist, you are not allowed to contact him if you are not a Scientologist. So if my wife, if I'm a Scientologist, I would have to excommunicado my wife because she is not a Scientologist. And if my wife sent reinforcement or sent any questions regarding my safety and where and my whereabouts... The, the Church of Scientology will send intimidators to go and pressure you to stop asking questions about the person you love. And this is supposed to be a church of love and peace. But then again, I mean, let's look at, let's look at religion as a whole. How many, how many wars were started back in the Renaissance time or in the days of kings in the name of God? The raping and the pillaging and the overtaking of other kingdoms. This is in the name of God. This is by the Pope. Remember, the Pope gave orders for war. The Catholic Pope gave orders for war back in the Kings and Queens era. When the Pope said, yo, these Protestants are not what I want in my kingdom, he would send a pigeon or a messenger out to the king of, of, of said kingdom and said, look, man, you either convert to Catholicism or you're going to die. 
And if the king said, yeah, right, then it was war. The isolation and the cultic-like vibe that Scientology gives me is insane. And I'm, I might actually do an episode on Scientology. Again, I, I mean, I, I don't want to be intimidated. But I wonder if I, I mean, well, here's the bright side. If I, if I make this episode and people listen to it and it blows up, then my name is out there. But then if they 187 me and I end up in a ditch out in the Rio Grande, well, then you know it's shit's all bad. <laughs> Check out that episode. Check out that shit in, what is that called? Uh, I look at it in Apple, I believe. Well, if you don't have an iPhone, obviously you can't look it up in Apple. But just just in uh, Spotify, there you go. Look up Spotify and Google Leah Remney or Scientology and her podcast will come up. Check it out. It's a crazy. The shit that her and her co-host talk about on that show blew my mind. I had no idea the intimidation factor. And as far as, as Scientology went to silence people, they shut people up. I mean, they kept, the, the Scientology people kept people away from their loved ones for a long time. It's crazy. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, man. Religion as a whole is crazy. It's crazy. It makes people mad. It, it, it. I think that's enough of that. We're going to take a quick break. 11, 10 a.m. Texas time here in the great state of Texas slash United States of America. I am the Graveyard Grumbler, a.k.a. King of Radio. You're listening to the Grumbler Radio Show on RadioKing.com. Let's, let's kick a little bit of old school. We're, we're going back. We're going back in the day today. I have two old school songs back to back that we're going to listen to. High C, I'm Not Your Puppet, followed by, let's see how many people can guess this song before it even starts. Not the song I'm going to play now, but the song after I'm Not Your Puppet. Let's get to it. Here's a little story I like to tell about a situation guys and girls know very well. Everything is fine and dandy and you love it till dope. Make you treat another person like a puppy. Now I talk to this girl for about two weeks and I've been many places. Just fly. Her body good looking, I was a fish just flapping And she was like looking I got to know her by spending some time She gave me things of hers for some things of mine Everything was going good, could nothing go better Anything she wants to do, high suit was just let her Wasn't like them other brothers trying to screw her up I would rush her to the mall and straight coat do her up Have a drink when she by my side I want the girl to look good when she rolling in my ride But three weeks later, I noticed the change Something wasn't right, she was acting kind of strange Took some money out my stash and stuffed it in a purse She thinking things are getting bad, man, it's gonna get worse Well, look like I got myself a few problems By me being hot, see, you know I'm gonna solve them She ran out the house and broke down the street Stopped the box of crack from my homeboy Pete I couldn't believe what I was told He gave a freak double up for a thick piece of gold So I creeped up on the door and said, yeah, I caught you And by the way Where's the link about you? Now this girl must have lost her mind Scraping up dough with some things of mine I want the beat her 
gutty ass stomper Break out the 12 gauge and full of buckshots pomper But I said, no, forget it, I'ma chill This girl need help, she's mentally ill She start to trip, she got to spin in my grip So I just had to rip the pipe out her lips She cried, oh, please give me some money I promise I'll stop, please come up rough, honey. I felt sorry for the girl cause she's being misused It was the crack in the devil, why to abuse? This relationship just ain't gonna last, girl You're gonna have to get rid of your past Cause yeah, you're on my dick, dick, ding-a-ling Tryna tie my arms and legs with a string My money, mm-hmm, I know you love it But let me tell you one thing, I'm not I'm not your To what we say because no primos, cause she thought it tastes good. Chain, 
about the girls living life with a head that's swole. Dope ain't me, high seat can't cut it. Girl, I know you love it, but I'm not ya. And wax a chump like a candle Dance Caress the speaker that booms I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom Deadly When I play a dope melody Anything less than the best is a felony Love it or leave it You better gain weight You better hit bulls out of kid don't play If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it So I continue to A1A Girls were hot wearing less than bikinis Rock men love us driving Lamborghinis Jealous Cause I'm out getting mine Shade with the gauge and vanilla with the nine Ready for the chumps on the wall The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball Gunshots ranged out like a bell I grabbed my nine all I heard was shells Falling on the concrete real fast Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked Police on the scene, you know what I mean? They pass me up, can run it all, I don't mean If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it
Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby. Kick it old school. One second, I'm having a little technical difficulty. All right, all right, all right, here we go. So, you know, what's crazy things about life? I mean, a lot of people, I love my spouse, everything I love. I love my spouse. I love my baby mama. I'll never let her go. I love my boo-boo baby bear. One of the craziest things, and I don't even know if it's an argument. I just know that it is a hot topic and a hot issue. When one person in the relationship wants to have a child, but the other one isn't ready to have one. Regardless of it's the the guy or the the, the the woman, it doesn't matter. One or one somebody wants a kid earlier than the other person wants to have it, and it seems like the more that they talk about it, the more they're guilted into into fulfilling that wish or that that want. I don't think that it's right. Now I understand. You know, you 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 want to be a parent, you want to have a kid, but both teams have to be on the same on this in the same game in order for it to be successful. I mean, I, I know a lot of times, and I know personally, I know, I know this personally from one married couple that I used to know, the mom resented the kids. The, the two, two out of the three kids, the mom resented because the husband was persistent on getting her pregnant because he wanted a child. I want a baby. I want a baby. It's time for us to have a kid. I want a baby. And the wife was like, no, I don't, I'm not ready to have a kid. But after the husband nagging and nagging and nagging, she finally said, fine, just to shut you up, I will we'll have a kid, goddamn. I don't think that it's one of those deals that we should, I shouldn't say we, because I'm not in the situation. But the couple should seriously, should seriously consider not being so selfish when it comes to wanting a kid. You know, and I mean, you have, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad and I know how it's going to sound, but if you have too many kids, it's going to ruin your marriage. And it's not something where you're like, yo, if, if I hate my kids, no, 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 it has nothing that eventually the love is going to be there eventually. But if one parent is only having the kid because you want the one of the other people want the kid. I don't think that's right. It should never be right. Both parties should be willing and wanting to have a kid. I I just I, I just don't understand the I mean and, and here it and typically not on every occasion, typically it's the it's the male in the relationship oozing with toxic masculinity that I want a kid. Yeah, motherfucker, you want the kid because you don't have to push the kid out. It's funny to me that when if men had to if men had to push out kids, I guarantee you that the abortion law would not be an issue at all. That would be the number one most approved law ever in the entire United States. If men had to give birth, oh, I guarantee you that we would have one of the most safest, securest, securest, low rate childbirth in you in the world. If men had to give birth. There would be a lot less kids in relationships that, that shouldn't have been made. But no, but since men don't have to have kids, the men want to push the women to have the kid. And I've heard it a lot. I've personally heard it. 
I need a I need a boy in my life. Motherfucker, you don't need anything but to get your ass to work and pay the bills. Help out, do some shit around the house. You need a kid. You need a boy in the family. Shut your dumb ass up. One of the other things that drive me up the wall is when I hear, I need a little boy. You don't need nothing, motherfucker. You, you let out what nature takes out and that's it. You don't need to have a kid. You don't need to have anything. Especially if you're toxic. If you're toxic, you don't need to have kids anyway. If you're a hateful, ignorant, toxic person, you don't need to have kids because you're going you're gonna to spill that and you're going you're gonna to manipulate and brainwash the kid and the kid's going to be the same exact way and the cycle never ends. You don't need to have a kid in your life. You don't need it. Now, if you truly want one and you both are in agreement and you have the love, even, I mean, even the financial stability to bring a child into this world, then go for it by all means. But if you don't have the love, if you don't have the mindset that you want a child, don't have a kid. It's, that, it's, it's literally that easy. Yeah, I know some dumbasses always do, yeah, but I want a kid. It, it's, and, I, and I only say this because firsthand I've heard male, and I know it's not, it's not odd or, or off-putting, or not off-putting, but off the wall to hear women say, hey, I want a kid. Because of, of, you know, the, the whatever maternal instinct they have or, or the way they feel. That, that's, that, I understand that. It just blows my mind that there's people out there who, who say, I want a kid, I want a kid, I want a kid. But then they don't take care of the kid. Completely ignored. And now the person who didn't want the kid is end up taking care of the kid. But I want a kid. Shut your ass up. What do you think? Do you think that just because one person in a relationship wants a kid, wants a baby, that they should automatically have one? I don't. I don't at all. All three of my kids were made out of, out of uh, well, one of them. One of them was made out of a hot, passionate moment when my wife and I were separated, but I never not wanted the child. My first baby, we, we wanted the kid. Yeah, let, let's, let's try to make a kid. My second kid, again, my second child, it was a hot, passionate day. One thing led to another. We played the game just a tip, and then boom, pregnant. But I never, I, it, I was perfectly okay, although my situation was childish and immature. Her and I were separated. But I'm back. I've been back for a long time now, and I love my kids. I'm glad that, that all three of my kids were born. My last child was out was was we both agreed that we wanted one more kid. So we had our last we had the, our, our boy. It just it's crazy to me. And number one, and then another thing that blows my mind is that when people think that having a kid is gonna solve the relationship that they're uh, the bad relationship that they had. Hello, McFly. They don't, it doesn't, it doesn't fix the broken relationship. A kid isn't fucking plaster. A kid isn't a solve-all. What a kid does is going to bring more stress, more pain, and a bunch more stuff. Because now, not only do you have to worry about what's going on in a relationship, now you have another life to worry about on top of that. So now you can't get to everything that you wanted to get to to try to fix whatever marriages and shambles that, that's there. But now you have to worry about another life and make sure that the life doesn't die. 
It's crazy. Let's have a kid and that'll solve all our problems. No, it's quite opposite. It's going to cause you more problems. You have to put more money out. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And you're not going to work on yourself or your, or your, your relationship for the fact that you don't have the, you don't have the time and the intention, especially when they're little. And then by the time they get old enough, to, by the time the kids get old enough to where they are self-sufficient, it might be too late for you. It might be over. Don't, but the bottom line, do not have a child because you think it's going to solve all. And don't pressure one or the other person that into having a kid because you're selfish and greedy into wanting to have a kid. It's, it's ridiculous. But Graveyard Grumbler, I love them. Shut your dumb ass up. If you, how about you try to raise a kid on your own? No, you don't, you don't like that. No, no, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult now. I've told my wife tons of times that, well, I've asked her if things could be completely opposite or not opposite, but if you could do things differently from when we were, when we first got married, would you do, do things differently? And her and I have both agreed that number, the number one thing we should have done was waited to have kids when we were a lot older. We were very, very, very young. When we had our first kid, I mean, my, my oldest child, my oldest kid, she's 19 and I'm 40. My wife is 38. We're young when we had kids. We should have waited. We should have waited way longer than what we did when we had kids. But again, we were young and not, we didn't know any better. And we were like, yeah, we should have a kid because that's going to make our lives even happier than what we are now. And we were completely in the wrong headspace to have a kid. We should never have had a child so young. Never. And all you uh, youngsters out there who are like, oh, but I can, I can take care of a kid. <laughs> you may think you can take care of a kid. You may think that, that you have it all under wraps. But when you, get, when you start to think about it and you're my age and your kid is 19, you start looking back at all the shit you messed up on. Trust me, you're not ready to raise a kid when you're young. And I wish I would have known that. And, and with another thing that sucks is that being in the, in the culture that I am, being Latino... They, you don't really hear that. You don't really hear that, man, you're too young to raise a kid, especially as a male over the age of 18. A lot of times it's like, yeah, it's time for you to start a family. Go fly, fly. How the hell am I going to start a family? I'm young. I don't even know how to do taxes. I can't even write a check. That's a true story. I didn't know how to write. I didn't even know what taxes were until my wife explained them to me. I didn't even know how to write a check until my wife showed me how to write a check. Hell, I didn't even, again, I didn't graduate high school. I have a get, I have a good enough diploma because a lot of things that I wasn't educated on as a child in normal life, just because it wasn't culturally a normal thing to teach young Latinos. It's just something that you don't do. In, in, in Latino culture, the, the mom or the, or the woman in the relationship in the household takes care of everything. And the only real responsibility that the man is supposed to have is go to work and make sure that things, things are fixed around the house. There really isn't much more obligation or responsibility for a male in a Latino household. And that right there needs to change. Let's, let's normalize the woman going to work and the man staying at home and watching the kids while the woman goes and, and advances her career until the, until the woman, and, and, except, uh, hold on, my, I lost my, I have so many shit to say. 
Let's normalize women going and advancing their career and not stopping their career because they have to give birth because one party said that we should have a kid. Let's normalize Latino men putting in and helping out around the house. Let's normalize that shit. Let me tell you something right now. It's just you and me, okay? No one else is listening. This is, this is a heart-to-heart from the king of radio right now, okay? And this is, honest, this is honest truth right now. I didn't start being a productive member of my family, my family that I have currently, my wife and my kids, up until recently because I just didn't know. It's taken me so many years to get rid of my toxic masculinity, to open up and realize, wow, a lot, of, a lot better things happen when you do stuff and are asked and do things when, when you're asked and try to help out and actually pitch in instead of expecting everything, everything to be done for you. Now, I still have a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of work to do. But from when I first got married, from when I first left the nest up until now, I have, compl- I have changed almost a complete 180. I mean, don't get me. I'm, I'm still, I'm still riddled with toxic masculinity. I'm working really hard on to get on to get rid of that. I really am. However, For a long time now, I've been, I've been working extremely hard. And there's a lot of mistakes that I made when I was younger, of course, because I wasn't, I didn't know any better. And that's the name, one thing, not being educated and falling into ridiculous stereotypical cultural expectations can ruin someone's life and marriage. Make someone super, okay, okay, now for everybody, how many people did you go to? How many parties have you gone to? With, when, when there's a lot of men and women together, a lot of married couples, and how many unhappy women do you see there when, you ha- when they're with some, when some fake-ass wannabe tough guy, some toxic masculine wannabe jackass who's pounding beers and talking to his homeboys and the, and the wife is, stood, is left there just to, uh, com- to conversate, have a conversation with the rest of the women. How many unhappy women did you see? And I'm going to tell you right now, me personally, all the family member, all the family parties that I went to and all the, all the straight Mexican parties I went to, the count was, in the, was at least 90% of the women there were completely pissed off, angry, and unhappy with their husband because of their fake-ass pseudo-machismo bullshit. Where woman, the woman needs to do everything. And that's that same mentality where it says, we need to have a kid or you need to give me a boy. Bitch, what do you want me to do? You want me to go rent a kid? You want me to go build a kid? I mean, I'm pretty sure they in the back section of Build-A-Bear, they have a Build-A-Kid section. I went off on a rant. I don't even know what my, my, my initial topic was. If one person, okay, I got it. If one person wants to have a kid and the other person doesn't, it shouldn't be, pre- the other person shouldn't be pressured into having a kid. Communication is key in a marriage, and I am guilty. Again, I have learned so much in my life, so much in my life. But I think that we need to we need to literally break down and destroy the Latino culture, the Latino cultural views on how males are treated and raised. Yeah, I mean, I was raised to hardcore in toxic masculinity, hardcore. It's insane that, that that has to be a thing. It's insane. Let's cut to a break. It is 11.36 a.m. Texas time. I am the king of radio. You're listening to the Graveyard Grumbler radio show on RadioKing.com. I'm grooving. It's a good day. I'm feeling good. My voice is back. I'm in a great mood today. 
I have a whole, my music is all over the place today. I started off with, with mostly rap. I'm going to transition now. I have one more rap song for now. And then later on, I have a little more, I have some, a few more rap songs. Here's another song for Bear 35 by Little Rob, Thinking Twice. Got me thinking twice. I don't want this for my life. I don't 
the thigh, haroo, haroo. Hail on the road, the sweet of thigh, haroo, haroo. Hail on the road, the sweet of thigh, a stick in the hand, a drop in the eye, a doleful damsel, I did cry. Johnny, I hardly knew ya. Favorite bands. I saw them live, which was Dropkick Murphys. 
Really badass band. I'm telling you what, they put on a really good show. Eleven forty-seven a.m. Texas time. How's everyone doing? Happy New Year to everyone. Hopefully, everyone New Year is starting off well. It's only been six days into the new year. How many of you have broken your New Year's resolution already? I haven't. That's because I don't have one. Can't break it if I don't have one. So I read something that was really funny on the topic of kids. Something really funny on the on the news. Something cracking up that I read on the news was that. So the school shooter that was recently, I can't think of the guy's name. I think it was in somewhere in Michigan, I want to say. Maybe. Anyway, he, he's in jail. He's locked up. His parents were the ones who got locked up for supplying him with a gun, buying him his own gun, not having proper gun lock and registration or whatever the case may be. His Excuse me, his parents are actually in jail right now. So their kid has a public defender by that's normal law stuff. But the parents, however, hired their personal legal team. The parents said, screw you, kid. I, you're done. You're guilty. You killed four people and injured eight. You're going to prison for life. There's still hope for me and your daddy. So we're hiring our own personal legal team. You, my son, can have your own public defender. That's fine. But for me and your dad? For me and your dad, though? Oh, yeah, we're hiring our own public legal team. I mean, our, our own pr- private legal team. How do you, what what do you think about that? Would you do that? Would you have your own, leave your kid in the wind? Or would you spend as much money as you can trying to get your kid the least amount of time while you serve the max amount of sentencing you can give? Now, you don't have enough money for both. You can't afford two private legal teams. The only thing you can do is afford one. Now, your child just shot four people and injured eight with the weapon that you provided with for him. There was multiple signs that he was going to commit a school shooting. Number one, writing it down on paper. He was texting it. The parents even said, I mean, the teachers even told the parents, look, man, I'm really worried about your kid. He's been writing a lot about committing violence on his peers. And all his mom said was, well, son, you shouldn't have been caught. Be careful next time. People are watching. And then he went and shot a bunch of people. Now he's in jail. He's, he's, in, he's in prison awaiting sentencing. He has a public defender. His parents were arrested. They went on the run. I think they were, they were arrested somewhere around Florida or no, 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 I'm lying. Somewhere up north towards Canada. I think they were arrested in Michigan, north of Michigan or north of Detroit or something like that. I, I don't really know. But they hired their own private legal team. They said, look, man, there's little hope for me or for you. But for me and your dad, we're, we're, we're going to get out of this shit. We're going to spend a few years in prison while you're in there until you die. It's okay, son. I love you. Mama loves you. But I just hired the best uh, legal team that, I, that money can afford. <laughs> that, lady, that, that lady and that dad are the true de- definition of fuck them kids. <laughs> 
oh my gosh, that is insane to me. I mean, what, what, I, I couldn't picture doing that myself. Number one, I wouldn't, my, my kid, I wouldn't be in that situation, number one. Number two, I don't know if I would spend that much money on myself and try to get my kid out as, as much as, out of prison as much as I could. Boy, I tell you. I, 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 it, it's funny to me that people are making such a big deal saying that, oh, their parents, his, his parents are worthless. His parents are neglecting him. His parents hate him. No, his parents are doing the logical thing. The kid is going to get a lot of years in prison for murder. He admitted guilt. He was arrested with the murder weapon and he murdered four people in a terrorist attack. His parents are being are in prison for accomplice for, for an accomplice for being an accomplice to murder. So looking at the lesser of two evils, both of them are evil. Both both parties are guilty. But looking at the lesser of two evils, the parents are going to save their hide and say, "Look, there's still a lot of life for me to live for you, son. It's over." I I, I mean I can't really blame the parents. Number one, they they're they're doing what any normal person would do. If you and your friend were in that same situation, would you keep yourself in prison and save your friend? Graveyard grumbler is not the same thing, King. It's not the same thing. You have to listen to me, man. The parents need to spend as much money as they can to get their kids 99 years in prison instead of 110, five consecutive life sentences. The parents need to go broke so the kids can, so the child can only get one life sentence and never be let out on parole instead of saving their own skin and getting 10 years in prison for, for being an accomplice. For neglect, wrongfully, wrongful treatment and harboring weapons to a minor. I don't see anything wrong. But but again, my opinion isn't all that that matters anyway. But I, I just thought that it was interesting that people are making such a big deal about the parents saving their own skin versus a kid who's pretty much done. They're going to try him as an adult. He's going to go away for life. And there's nothing no one can do about it. The worst, the, the, the best scenario, the best case scenario for this is the kid gets one life sentence, one, and ends up spending 80 years in prison versus spending a whole entire lifetime in there. He, he murdered four people in cold blood without it. There was no, there was zero motive for his killing. There was no revenge killing. There was no lover's quarrel. There was nothing. They didn't rob him. They didn't beat his ass. He went in there and killed him out of whatever reason, trouble, troubles that he had. The parents are in prison now because of it. And now they're going to hire a private legal team to fight to get them out of prison and leave their kid in there to make sure that he drops the soap and gets the shit beat out of him for murdering people. I'm not, but they, they should win. They should win parent of the year. If you ask me. So, I mean, what, what's crazy is that the, 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 the definition of fuck them kids are, are your own parents. Well, how would you feel 
If you're locked up like Akon, they won't let you out. And your parents are over here conspiring with the greatest lawyers of all time. How do you, I mean, you, you have this public defender who just started, who, <laughs> you have this public defender who's literally out on parole. He got his, uh, his, uh, his lawyer certificate in prison for, for armed robbery. And now he's out here defending you. I mean, he's still, he's pull, he's pulling up his khakis and folding up his bandana. He's hiding all his prison tattoos, but he's out there to defend you. And your parents has just spent $400,000 on the best lawyer team that they can. What do you, how do you feel? Now I know my mom is listening to the show right now. Shout out to my mom. Thank you for tuning in, mom. I appreciate your support. I mean, I love my mom. Don't get me. I love my mom to pieces. Love her to death. She's done so much for me. She's, she's had a, she had a large part of being of, uh, of who I am now. But I'm telling you right now, if I'm sitting in prison with, with, I think about it. I'm in prison right now and I have four rolls of toilet paper rolled up and stuffed in my bottom, like a corked champagne bottle, ready to blow at any minute. It's like, I'm stuffed. So nothing can get in or out. And I just found out that my mom just spent $10,000 on a private legal team and I'm in prison saying, no, 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 naughty jungle of love. I'm bilingual. There's a difference. And my mom is out there drinking tea, eating crumpets with her lawyer in the private room of her prison. I'm going to be upset. My, my, I'm going to pen pal my mom and leave some not very nice words. <laughs> I just thought it was great that his parents are hiring a private legal team and he stuck with the public defender. You should think twice on really if you're going to commit a crime to make sure that everyone has your back and you don't just expect it. And I know people. Okay, so I and I've known people who are guilty as charged, 100% guilty in whatever crime they commit. I'm not talking about murder. I'm talking about drug addicts. And their mom would go to the extent of putting their house up to get their kid out of jail, out of prison, putting their house up as collateral. To make sure that their child, oh, no, no, not my son. He needs to be out free. And then three days later, he's back in fucking jail. Now, I know my mom will walk to the ends of the earth as long as her feet don't hurt and her corns aren't bothering her. My mom would walk to the ends of the earth for me and the rest of my siblings. Maybe not my middle, not, not, not my, my second oldest sister, maybe not her. But she would walk to the ends of the earth for me, even with her back, with her hurting legs. I could see my mom now with her little knitted Afghan walking to the ends of the earth to help get out, get me out of jail. But for my mom to put up her house to get me out of jail? Nah, man. Hey, my mom would tell me something similar to, Mijo, I love you, but yeah, I'm not putting up my house for you. I have like, $20 in cans from the last party that we saved up. How much can that buy you if I turned them in right now? <laughs> I don't blame the family for hiring a private legal team. I really don't. Again, I know my mom would walk to the ends of earth and I thank my, thank you mom for tuning into the show. I really appreciate it. But 
my mom isn't giving up her house and my mom is not going to, when, when my mom knows that the game is over, the game is over. She's not going to sit there and try to win a winless game. It's not going to happen. And these parents, the, the parents who realize that, unfortunately, it's a tragic event that he did. It's a fucked up thing, number one. I'm glad he's in prison. I'm glad he has a public defender. But, the kid, the, but his parents know that there's no winning this game. The, the, his, their kid is done for life. There is no argument about it. There's no nothing, anything that they can do, not one thing that they can do to help their kid. Their kid is a lost cause. The, literally, if they spent all their money that they could on, the, on their kid, the only thing they would do is just get a reduced life sentence instead of two back-to-back. They might even give him four consecutive life sentences because of the four people that he killed. The only thing that going broke would, would benefit this family with their kid is getting them three life sentences and not four. But for the parents, I, don't, I, I mean, I really don't see anything wrong that they've done as far as spending the money to get themselves out of prison. I'm really glad that the parents are being held accountable, though, for the, for the child's actions. I really am. It's one too many times where the parents have something to do with it and they, they just get... They, they just, they're just ignored and, and allowed to live on with their life without any consequences. I'm really glad. But I don't see it. Again, my mom, again, my mom would walk to the ends of the earth. The only way that she would, okay, I'm lying. My mom wouldn't walk to the ends of the earth. It, it would have to be perfect weather in order for my mom to walk to the ends of the earth. It can't be too cold because her bones are going to hurt. And it can't be too hot because then she's going to sweat and the, and the, the, the journey is going to be futile. So if there's a way that, that, that the weather is going to be perfect, like maybe sometime March in Bakersfield, not even here in Texas, but sometimes in March or even Washington, Washington has a good March. And then my mom would probably walk a good four or five blocks for me, but not to the ends of the earth because number one, her feet are going to hurt. Her corns are going to act up. And it's going to be a, a journey wasted on my part. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I really, I, again, I really do. I do really love my mom. I really appreciate her. She's done so much for me. I just like to, my, my mom knows, my family knows that I like to crack jokes on all of them. No one's safe in my family. I crack jokes on everyone. Rage Against the Machine, killing in the name of, it's 12.01 p.m. here in Texas, Central Standard Time. You're listening to the King of Radio, the Graveyard Grumbler Radio Show on RadioKing.com. Man, it feels good to have my voice back. Let's jam out to Killing in the Name of Bear 35. This is dedicated especially to you. Forces on the same that bar crosses. 
some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces draw the same that bar crosses. What the fuck? Ah! 
Hey everyone, I'm back. It took me a minute. I couldn't think of any words to to say. My my brain went completely blank. Hopefully, everyone's day is going pretty pretty well today. 
All right, there we go. Now I'm back on track. I had to fix a few things here. 12, 12 p.m. here in Texas. Beautiful day today, January 6, 2022 already. 22. That's insane. Insane. 2022. You know, I know I talk a lot of shit. I know I do. A lot of people know I talk a lot of shit. It's, not, it's no secret that I talk shit. And I'm good at it, unfortunately. Thank my, uh, I'll thank my, my pops for that one. That was just given, that gift was given to me to where I was, I'm, I'm able to talk shit. But what's insane to me, what's literally insane to me, are how people that you thought you knew you can and trusted can have a complete different agenda than you. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should have the same agenda. I'm not. Everyone, everyone is, is entitled to their own opinion, their own opinion and their own way of thinking. We all know that Christianity is a huge religion here in the United States. And for some reason, a lot of people believe that Christianity is the one and only religion that should ever exist. But, but, but King Radio, what are you talking about? Oh, yes, you, you believe me. There's a lot of people in the United States that, who believe that Christianity is the designated religion here in the United States, but it's not. There is no designated religion here in the States, just like there's no designated language here in the United States. English is not the, is not the designated or legal language here in the United States. You can look it up. Same thing with religion. Even though that Christianity dominates the United States, it is not the country's religion. It's not. But it's crazy to me that because of certain beliefs and political beliefs and political thoughts and political views are, are insane to people, they will literally stop talking to everyone that they know if they disagree with them politically or if they engage in some sort of debate. I'll debate. I'll, I'll argue with anyone. I, I, you know, I don't really give a shit. But the only time that I will not speak to you is if you are one-minded and close-minded and you can't see both sides of the coin. If you're stuck on your agenda and you're over here trying to preach and telling everybody what they should think about, but then at, on the backside say, I have my choice and I have freedom, shut up. You don't. You're forcing your beliefs and your, your, your thoughts on other people when they don't really give a shit what you think. You think one thing is fair, the other side doesn't. The other side thinks it's fair, you don't. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with having two different choices in the world. Now, I get pissed off at Facebook. And this is the reason, I mean, I've, I've I lost count now how many times I've opened up and closed my Facebook. And what's in, what, what, what bothers me the most is the ridiculous shit that's posted on Facebook. And it's not just Facebook, it's on Instagram. I don't see it as much on, on Instagram. I, I see it on Twitter. I don't see it as much on, I mean, not as much, but on Facebook, I see it horribly on Facebook. The most ridiculous posts. There, there's racist, there's, there's misogynistic, there's all this other shit. But then when you say, yo, this isn't right, then they get mad at you. They get mad at you for having an opinion and challenging what they think is, is the number one all be all rule all. I kind of segued Christianity in America into these next two topics. 
in, in, I, it's a hot topic and I don't really get into political views because I don't really give a shit about a lot of people's political views. I don't really follow politics as much as people, as much as other people do. I don't care. Fuck Biden, fuck Trump. I don't give a shit. Both of them. I didn't, I, I, I didn't even vote for these guys. I voted for the independent. I can't even remember the guy's name. My strong belief is that anyone over the age of 65 should not be the president. Trump was, Trump was in his 70s. He shouldn't be president. That guy's an idiot. Biden, he's almost 80. He's an idiot. He shouldn't be president either. But one thing that I will not that, that I am not okay with are people dogging out other people and disrespecting them because of their own views. Trumpism is a goddamn cult now. And I know I have people, I have family members who are Trump fans and I have friends who are Trump fans. That's fine. But what's not fine for me is when you're completely obsessed with it and forcing other people's, your belief on other people. One of the biggest things that have aggravated the shit out of me is this whole vaccine thing. Now, I'm a, I'm a pro-vax. You know why I'm pro-vaccination? Because we've been getting vaccinations since time started. That's what helped eradicate a lot of disease. Smallpox, George Washington mandated smallpox from the military just so he can protect the people so people won't die. <laughs> but vaccines, I'm not, I'm not getting into why vaccines are good and why vaccines are bad. That's not what I'm talking about. On Facebook specifically, I see a lot of bullshit, a lot of stupid posts regarding, a certain, about regarding certain things. And it's, it blows my mind that people that I thought were level-headed are completely off the handle. I'm not going to mention any names because I'm already going to, people, I'm pretty sure that if they're listening to the show, they might have an idea of who I'm talking about or they might be completely clueless either way. But they make correlations about vaccines this and vaccines that. You, 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 one thing that's that's. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm trying, trying, not to get worked up. But you you know you know how I am. The one thing that's absolutely blowing my mind right now is this: when vac unvaccinated people are saying, "My body, my choice." I have a right to choose. And you do, 100%. I'm not dogging you because you're anti-vax. No. What I am dogging you on about is your whole my body, my choice, but then you turn around and vote against abortion laws. You call yourself pro-life, saying my body, my choice. When my body, my choice has been surrounded with women's rights and choices since the beginning of time. That, that's where that saying came from, is where women need to, want to have a choice over their own vagina. Over their own womb, over their own body. Women don't have a choice, and so they're my body, my choice. But yet, 50, 60, 70, 80-year-old men in, in the government can dictate what a woman can do. But then you're, 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 you're agreeing and high-fiving these guys who are saying that a woman can't choose to do with a, what, what, what she wants with her body. But that same government, you're turning around and saying, fuck you for making me get a vaccine. It's my body, my choice. And when you challenge these guys, when you challenge these people about that choice, they go, they fly off the handle. It's literally like setting a bomb off when, when you disagree and say, yo, you've been getting vaccinated since you were a kid. Why are you against the vaccines now? I don't want... I don't want garbage in my body. 
but they go eat processed foods. Some of them drink monsters. Some people drink energy drinks. Some people smoke. Some people drink alcohol, but you don't want garbage in your body. Listen, I get it. I get it. The government can't be trusted, and I've been very vocal about that. The, vo the, the government doesn't have the greatest track, track history on being trusted. We know this. It's not a secret. But for you to stop talking to people and completely disrespecting them and dogging them because they have their own choice that it isn't aligned with yours, what happened to my right? You, people are preaching freedom of choice, freedom of speech. But then you tell people that your opinion is wrong and you are an idiot because you think the way you do. Now, I can't help it that there are some idiots that have way out there thinking that they shouldn't have. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty 100%. I call people idiots all the time. All the time I call people idiots. Is it deserved? Probably. Should I have a different approach? No. <laughs> Although if you ask my wife, I should. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care if you're unvaccinated. But if you're unvaccinated and you are strongly opinionated and you are talking shit about people who are unvaxxed or who are vaxxed, guess what, man? You and I can't hang out or you're going to have a bad day because I'm going to completely destroy you when I talk shit. And then you go and start talking shit about these people because they're talking shit about you and then they get offended. How could you? It is my choice, freedom of speech. You have no right to tell me what I've done, and you cannot call me an idiot. And then these same people that are offended are going around making sheep noise. Bah, bah. Oh, my gosh. The world has gone completely insane. I knew it was coming. It's been too long. It's been good too long for, for way too many years. It's been good for too long. For not to go out of its mind. Pandora's box was ready to explode and it finally opened up and this is where we're at now. You have people literally dying on a hill and then shunning people who aren't dying on the same hill. And the word that I'm so tired of hearing is patriot. I'm a patriot. I'm a Shut your dumb ass up, motherfucker. Unless you went and fought in the military, you're not a patriot. You're a Patriot supporter. You're like, you're an, you're an athletic supporter for Patriots. Doesn't make any sense. I, I, oh my gosh. Boy, I tell you. Oh, and just for the radio, just for my listeners, my mom just emailed me saying that she doesn't have corns and she would walk to the end of the earth for me. <laughs> yes, Bob, I love you too. I know you don't have corns, but if I didn't, if I didn't poke anything out of them, that wouldn't be fun radio. If I didn't say you had corns. <laughs> Vaccines, man, I tell you political. That's why I don't, that's why I do not get into political conversation with a lot of my friends. Sometimes I do. So I'm, I, I, I'm guilty. I, sometimes I slip into this mode where I'm feeling a little spicy and I'll get into a political debate with someone. If I feel that their view should be different and I'm guilty of that. And I try really hard not to. I always have a rule. I've had a rule for myself. I try not to talk about politics 
religion or sports to people that I, that, that I hang out with. Number one, because people, a lot of people who speak, who, who, who conversate or have a conversation with sports with me, they don't watch sports on the level that I watch sports. I don't watch sports just because of the entertainment value. I, I mean, I'm not, I try not to be as obsessed as I used to be. But I've watched sports for stats. I mean, any given day, I can give you statistics on the entire team going dating back from like 10 years. That's how much of a sports fan I used to be. And I would, I would irritate people because they would tell me something wrong. And I'd tell them, no, that's wrong, man. That, that's not true. This is what it is. Look it up. Politics. I don't speak about politics because my political views are mixed in with a bunch of, bunch of other stuff. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a, a Republican. I'm what you call what a, a, a progressive independent. I believe that, the, that America needs to change. I, and I believe that everyone who is old in the government needs to be gone, expelled immediately. We can't have people who have set ways from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s to run our country and get it into a position that it needs to be so everyone can be in a progressive state and a, success, and a succeeding country. We can't, we, we can't progress when people still have the mentality of the 70s and the 60s. It's not the same people. It's not the same way of life. And this vaccination, man, vaccinate, people are losing family members because of this vaccine shit. I mean, literally, people are dying for not being vaccinated. And people are losing families. You pretty much might as well be dead if you say you're vaccinated and you're talking to someone who's unvaxxed. You're a sheep. You're going to die because you received a vaccination. Man, we just, we had the MMR, mumble, the, the, the mumps, measles, and rubella shot, pertosis. Those are all vaccinations. Vaccines aren't, we know vaccines don't, don't, don't cure all and doesn't prevent you, but it lessens the, the, the severity of it. I don't know, man. Next time you have sex and you don't want to have a kid, poke some holes in the condom. You still have a condom on, but poke holes in it. Maybe you won't get pregnant. This next song, let's take a quick break. I need to, I need to take a drink of water. I'm getting too hyped up about this topic. I'll be right back. This song goes out to my mom. This is my mom's favorite song when she was out here in Texas the first time when she came out and visited me. She fell in love with this band. This is her all-time favorite song. There's times where she calls me and she says, Fortino, what was the name of that song that I liked? And I'm like, Mom, you like a lot of songs. She's like, no, the song with the clown. I said, oh, I got you, Mom. This is Koki the Clown by No Effects. Again, this is my mom's favorite song. My 79-year-old mother's song. Actually, 69. 70, I think she's 70. 69, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 69. She'll be 70 this year. This is her favorite song. I can't believe it. We were jamming out. I was trying to get her to do a circle pit, but it was hot in Texas. So we didn't circle pit. This song's dedicated to my mom. This is Koki the Clown by No Effects.
King for a day. Green Day. Yeah, I've been talking a lot lately of the whole new year. I mean, it is New Year. Happy New Year. We are January 6, 2022. And a lot of people have a lot of New Year's resolution. A lot of people have, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to be financially successful. You know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of things, a lot of goals, and that's more power to you. But you know what one goal that I think or one resolution that a lot of people might overlook is getting, uh, getting rid of your toxic circle. You know, there's nothing wrong with, getting, with shedding old friends and realizing that they're just weighing you down and keeping you from succeeding. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I, I lost a lot of friends when I stopped drinking. I mean, I lost a lot of friends when I stopped drinking. Again, I was, I was an alcoholic for eight years. I drank a lot every single day. It didn't start off that way, but as the, as the years progressed and my machismo got the best of me, I figured that the more I drank, the tougher I was going to be. And that's completely wrong. But did it, has any of you actually sat back and thought, damn, these friends are the ones who are keeping me inside of these bad habits, are keeping me restrained and chained? To these bad habits. No. I have. And I never wanted to lose. I mean I had some really good friends. That I really enjoyed talking to. And hanging out with. When I was drinking. I don't know exactly how it was. Not drinking. If they were just as cool. Or was the alcohol. The communicator. And the, and the one thing that we all had in common. And it's shitty. I mean, I lost a lot of friends when I went vegan as well. A lot of friends that were like, man, you're vegan. Wow, we can't hang out anymore. No more barbecues. What? I can go hang out. Just because I don't go eat the meat doesn't mean that I can't go chill. Lost a lot of friends when that happened. It's insane. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that just because they're your family doesn't mean that you have to be there around them. Just because they're your family, if they're not good for your mental health and good for your progression, then, you know, don't go around. Uh, I, would, I would suggest that you work on a better relationship and try to fix it and mend them. I mean, if anybody's going to understand, it's going to be family, right? Friends, lover, yeah, the sex might be bomb. You might be clapping, <laughs> clapping those cheeks. But if they're toxic for you and your mental health, if you're, if, you're, if you're not happy and you're not in a good place and the only thing going for you is sex in that relationship, guess what? It's time to go. If you're married or if you're dating, it doesn't matter. But, but, but grumbler, it's not as easy when you're married. You're absolutely right. But it's better to get out of that situation. It's, it's not like you can't get out of the situation. Yeah, it's going to be a little more difficult to get out of that situation. But, you know, if, if you were in a situation and you want to get out of it, get out of it. There might be repercussions, you know, but if there's a group of friends or some individuals that aren't on the same level and aren't inspiring you and pushing you to do better and they just want you to stay in that same rut then 
this is a new year, new you. Get out of it. Do you, boo. I just, I can't. It, when I was when I was younger, back in the early days, back when I was a, when I was the prince of radio, not not so much the king. I'm the king of the radio of radio now. But when I was the prince of radio, I I never I never thought it was okay to shed old friends. I thought that I had to keep my, the same exact friends. Because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I, I, it's just, it's crazy, you know? It, it's, it's one of those, and, and I, I believe that a lot of it has to do with culture. I can't speak for a lot of different cultures, but again, I am Latino, and I, and I can speak for the Latino culture because I've been a Latino for 40 years of my life. I mean, I've paid my dues. I, my, my, my membership gets renewed every year. I, it gets taken out of my bank account. So I, I'm allowed to speak about the Latino country, uh, the Latino culture. But for some reason, the Latino culture is horrible at keeping toxic people in your life. You have to do it. They're your aunt. They're your uncle. It doesn't matter. They're jackasses. Why am I going to keep a jackass in my life if they're putting me down and keeping me down? Oh, they're your cousins. My cousin is slanging heroin and sucking penis in the back alley and telling me how awful of a person I am. And you're saying that I need to keep this person in my life? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but they're your cousin. My, my cousin just slammed three vials of heroin and asked me for $20 and four juice boxes. And if I was still using the shoes that I had on my feet, no, I don't need to keep them in my life. But then when you stray away from them, you're the most horrible person that has ever existed. I don't get it. I, do, I don't understand the mentality of being forced to keep toxic people in your life. Are you going to get rid of all the toxicity in the world? Absolutely not. Are you able to choose the level of toxic person you want in your life? You're damn right you are. But it is a choice that you can make. Don't be, don't, don't think that you're forced into keeping the same friends because you've known them for so many years. You don't owe them anything. You don't owe them anything. You owe yourself the world. You don't owe anybody anything. Every single night that you go to sleep, and you're brushing your teeth, at least I hope, unless you're on heroin or on crack, then you probably don't brush your teeth. So this message doesn't apply to you. I understand that. But when you're brushing your teeth at the end of the night and you look in the mirror, who do you see? You don't see all the toxic friends you have with you, right? No, you see yourself. When you wake up in the morning, you're washing your face, brushing your teeth again. What do you see? You see yourself. You don't see, you don't see all the toxic friends that you have in your life. You don't need them in your life to be a good person. Matter of fact, the toxic people that you have in your life are the ones preventing you from reaching your full potential as a good person. 
It's taken me a lot of years to do that. And I'm a lone wolf. I have, I have a handful of friends that I absolutely treasure. A lot of these friends have been in my life for well over 10 years now. They've grown with me. And number one, they've tolerated every one of my different moods and the person that I am. So <laughs> when you can have a friend for over 10 years that's absolutely tolerated every single way that you are, there's some good people. And that goes specifically, that's a good shout out to people who are listening right now, I believe, who are Anna and Bear35, uh, Rose, Rosa, They've been, they've been around for a long time. They know who I am. They know how I act. They've been around for a long time. And everyone else who's listening, that, that is a close friend to me. I don't have many close friends, but if you're considered a close friend, trust me, you're a close friend for life. I just don't get it, man. I mean, like I said, in Latino culture, you need to keep the person around. And one thing that I'm not going to do, I'm not going to support a bum because I'm told to. Bullshit. Look, man, I get my ass up and go to work every single night. Every single night that I'm scheduled to work, I go into work. Do I want to? Sometimes I don't. But how are you going to come hit me up when you have dick breath and I still see ball chin hair on your, hanging from your teeth and you're going to ask me if I have $5 and I'm expected to tolerate this person because they're family? Bullshit. No, it's not going to happen that way. Come out of here with your penis breath asking me if I'm going to finish my, my, uh, my Brussels sprouts. Yes, I'm going to finish them, man. Get off my barbecue chips. <laughs> I have no room for penis breath around here. It's okay to shed the people in your life and, sh and, and, and let them... Let them go so you can better yourself. You're not obligated. Just because you've been friends, and you could have been friends since high school. It doesn't matter. You could have been friends since elementary. It doesn't matter. If they're not, if they're not aligned with the same goals and the same vision and the same growth that you are, then leave. You're not obligated to stay. And if they can't jump on board and say, look, man, I completely respect what you're doing. And when you're around, I'm going to try to do better. I won't, I won't do my bad habits around you. Because I value our friendship. If you have somebody like that, man, you know what? That's a friend to hold on to because they're willing to sacrifice and, and, and be better for that little bit of hangout time that you have instead of saying, oh, you, you were an alcoholic for eight years? You want a beer? R really? You, did you, did you, did you just ask me if I want a beer after I told you that I've been sober for however long I've been sober? You're going to ask me if I want a beer? It's, it blows my mind that, that in a Latino culture that we have, to, we have to put up with this crap. We don't. And for me personally, I know there's a lot of family members that, that aren't really fond of me. And it's because I, 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 I removed myself from a lot of situations that I didn't agree with that wasn't copacetic with my lifestyle. I just have a problem when someone comes around me asking me if I, if how to raise my kid and their breath smells like baby oil and Trojan condoms, I have a problem with that. The, the point is that it's new year, new you shed the, shed the behavior, shed the, the toxic friends and move on and grow. 
If you have to be alone for a little while, it's okay. You don't need people in your life just to settle for. Don't don't settle for that. Make sure you have the most elite supportive friends and family you can have around you. Are there going to be some growing pains? Of course there are. Are there going to be bumps in the road? Of course there are. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But it's not. Detaching yourself emotionally from toxic people is just as difficult as getting off drugs. But you can do it. 12.45 p.m. in Texas, Central Standard Time. You're listening to Graveyard Grumbler Radio. I am the king of radio. Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Let's kick, you know what? Let's take a break. I'm, I feel like jamming out right now. I'm looking at the songs that are loaded. Let's, let's listen to two songs, uh, Crazy by Machiavelli and followed up by one of my all-time classic favorites. Give me a cigarette, dog. They got me feeling crazier than a motherfucker. I got badass in this motherfucker. Puffin' on no lie. Machiavelli, you dog. Represent the outlaws. Got a nigga going crazy. Badass represent the LBC. Okay, I feel crazy. You know how to do it. Time goes by, puffin' no lie, hoping that it gets me high. Got a nigga going crazy. I feel crazy. Tell about it. Last year was a hard but life goes on. Bumping my head against the wall, learning right from wrong. They say my ghetto instrumental, detrimental to kids, as if they can't see the misery in which they live. Blame me for the outcome, paying my records, checking. Don't have to bump this, but please respect it. I took a minus, and now the hard times are behind us. Turned into a plus, now they stuck living blinded. Hennessy got me feeling bad, time to stop drinking, rolling. And my drop top jack, what's that guy's thinking? Sitting in my car, watch the stars and smoke. I came a long way, but still I got so far to go. Dear mama, don't worry. I'ma watch for snakes, tail set that I love her, but it's hard today. I got the letter that she sent me, and I cried for weeks. This what came out when I tried to speak. All I heard was time goes by, puffing no lie, hoping that it gets me high. Got a nigga going crazy, I feel crazy. All I heard was time goes by, puffing no lie, hoping that it gets me high. Crips running up the hill, looking for a better way. My brothers and sisters, it's time to feel. Cause even thug niggas pray. Open God, baby. I entered the game. Look how much I change. I'm no longer innocent. Casualties of fame. Made a lot of money, seen a lot of places. And I swear I seen a peaceful smile on my mama's face When I gave her the keys to her own house This your land, your only son that became a man Watching time fly, I love my people do or die But I wonder why, we scared to let each other fly June 1671, the day Mama pushed me out of womb, told me nigga get paid No one can understand me the black sheep, outcasted from my family Now packing heat, I run the streets A young runaway, live for the day When he die, I can hear him say Come on, time goes by Buffing no lie Hoping that it gets me high Got a nigga going crazy I feel crazy Time goes by Buffing no lie Hoping that it gets me high 
Who with me? Sing that shit. Has it go a little something like this? Lordy, Lordy, we like to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We're just some niggas who on the mic. And when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic for all my dogs, keeping y'all in health. Just to see you smile and enjoy yourself Cause it's cool when you cause a cozy conditioning Which we create, cause that's our mission So listen close to what we say Because this types of shit happens every day I woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning I gave myself a stretch up, a moaning, yawning Went to the bathroom to wash up I threw some soap on my face and put my hands up on a cup And said, um, mirror, mirror on the wall Who is the top dog of them all? There was a ruffle double Five minutes it lasted The mirror said You are, you conceited bastard Well that's true That's why we never have no beef So I slipped off my khakis and my gold leaf Use oil of LA cause my skin gets pale And then I got the foul for my 
my fingernails I'm true to the style on my behalf I put the bubbles in the tub so I can take a bubble bath Clean, dry was my body and hair I threw on my brand new doggy underwear For all the bitches I might take home I got the Johnson baby powder and cool water cologne Now I'm fresh dressed like a million bucks Threw on my white socks with my all blue chucks Stepped out the house, stopped short, oh no I went back in, I forgot my endo Then I dilly, I ran through a I bumped into this smoker name from the This was a girl playing hard to get So I said, what's wrong? Cause she looked upset, she said, um It's all because of you I to do she's crying over me and she was feeling blue I said um don't cry dry your eye and here comes your mother with those two little guys her mean mother steps and says to me Dex Alley in the face and punched her in the eye punched her in the belly and stepped on her feet slammed the child on the hard concrete the bitch was strong the kids was gone Something was wrong, I said, what was going on? I tried to break it up, I said, stop it, just leave her She said, if I can't smoke none, she can't either She grabbed me closely by my socks So I broke the hell out and I grabbed my sack of rocks But um, they gave chase, they caught up quick They started crying on my shoes and grabbing my dick And saying, why don't you give me a play So we can break it down the Long Beach way She kept going, the bitch been around before my mother's born. I said, cheer up, so I gave her a hit. I said, you can't have me, I'm too young for you, bitch. She says, no, you're not. Then she starts crying. I says, I'm 19. She says, stop lying. I says, I am. Go ask my mother. And with your wrinkle pussy, I can't be your lover. Yeah, uh, TikTok, you don't stop. Into the a tick-tock and you don't quit Yeah, tick-tock and you don't stop Into the a tick-tock and you don't quit Biatch Come on, take a little trip with the frost We about to go All right, see, I was grooving I was jamming out so much I missed my cue again Graveyard Grumbler, King of Radio You're listening on RadioKing.com I'm telling you, I love being the king of radio. I really do. Let's get back into New Year's resolutions. I know we shouldn't. I'm going on three hours. The show is probably going to end in a little bit. Like I said, my voice is feeling great. I'm enjoying the... I'm enjoying the the longevity I have being able to, to jam out being the king of radio. Keep your circle small. Keep your circle tight. Only keep people that are there to support you. Long, long friends. I love all my friends. 
My family knows I love them. And you know, here's the crazy thing is that you just because you don't, you're not talking to them or speaking to them every single day doesn't mean that you love them less. It, it really doesn't. But I'm telling you right now, if you're uh, messing around with penis and heroin, don't, don't come up to me. I don't want any of that back alley penis breath in my grill. You know what I mean? No, you can't have a drink of my water after you just came back from the alley. Not going to happen. <laughs> 12.57 p.m. here in Texas. I am the king of radio, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. You're listening to the Graveyard Grumbler radio show on RadioKing.com. I am the king of radio if you haven't realized that yet. You know, one of my biggest dreams when I was a child was to become a, a, a radio broadcaster. Not, I mean, I had a lot of dreams when I was a kid, mostly when I was asleep. I told you I have bad jokes. <laughs> well, I, when I, when I was, a, when I was a kid, I always wanted to become an, a broadcaster, a sports broadcaster. I used to watch the Dodger games with now deceased legend Vince Scully. The way that he broadcast was amazing, amazing and chill. And then I was introduced to other broadcasters. And then I started listening to radio DJs was absolutely annoyed the shit out of me. You're listening to 106.1 Crab Radio, Fast Eddie, Rough and Ready. Shut your dumb ass up. Or what was that other one? The kids. Uh, what was that? What was that guy's name? Ooh, this is an old school track. Well, what about KKXX? KKXX. Anybody remember that radio station back in Bakersfield? That's when I first started listening to, to radio and jamming out. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this song. And then the song would get cut down to, you're listening to KKXX in the morning. I am DJ, blah, blah, blah. We are now have a sale on male enhancement on the corner of Union and Watts. You're, you're jamming out. You're like, yo, I was listening to that song. Can you get off the radio for me, please? God, I hate DJs. I can't stand DJs. I, I can't stand them. And the DJs just gotten worse. DJs have just gotten worse. But I've always wanted to become a radio broadcaster. And now that I am, I mean, one of my biggest... Uh, uh, inspirations, I should say, have been Howard Stern. A lot of guys, people hate Howard Stern show. I used to hate the Howard Stern show. And then I realized how brilliant the show was. And everything that he's, that he did on his show was exactly what it was intended for. Shock value, attention, and fame. And he, he achieved it. A couple of other broadcasters that I've, that I've followed closely have been Rush Limbaugh most racist, annoying asshole ever, ever out there. But his radio was very controversial and it, it brought attention. Don Imus was another person. Brought attention, controversial. Three of my, my most interesting DJ, radio DJs out there have all been controversial. Am I going to be controversial? A lot of people say that what I say and do sometimes is controversial. Will I intentionally be controversial? Absolutely not. If a topic, I'm very opinionated. So if there's a topic out there that I truly, truly am interested in, then yeah, I'm going to give my opinion. And if that turns out to be controversial, then hey, okay. But as far as intentionally doing the shit that they've done, no, I'm not, I'm not blatant racist and misogynistic. 
I'm trying not to be at least trying to better myself. You know, 2022 new, new year, new me, right? Well, I appreciate everyone listening. The show is going on three hours now. I'm going to wrap it up. We're still going to listen to some music. I have one, two, three, four. I have, what is it? Four more tracks left to play. I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you so much. I'm still be in Discord if you're going to chat with me. Again, I'm going to listen to these last four songs because I've been they've been synced up in the queue for a while, and I'm very excited to listen to them. So I'm going to jam out to this music. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show, every single person. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means so much that you tune into the show. I love your feedback. I love that you guys support me and give me a voice and a platform. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I really mean that. Thank you. Next week. Oh, 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 I'm glad everyone's on. Uh, let me see. Uh, starting on the 17th, the, the new day for the radio station for the show to come out is going to be on Tuesday. My schedule is changing. I'm no longer going to have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. I'm going to have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, and I'm going to do the radio show on Monday. So not Tuesday. Tuesday is going to be the release of the podcast. Tuesday morning is going to be the show. So thank you, everyone. We're going to wrap up the live. Like I said, I'm still going to play a couple songs on here to, for your listening pleasure. And for mine, I want to thank you, everyone, again, from the bottom of my heart. I am the king of radio, Tino Romero Jr. You're listening to the Graveyard Grumbler radio show on RadioKing.com. Thank you very much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night.
by your own hands You never get the maze of your medicated haze Or the operator is gone You got a gift for your disease Growing in your backyard Let's go, dude. 